0: Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. We're going to discuss a film that we think might be underrated, underappreciated, Oh, we just wanted to talk about it. It was Alice's turn to pick this week and she chose Just My Look. So let's have a look and see what we reckon. Uh, so here we go, Alice. Just My Luck from 2006. Spoiler warnings if you've not seen it. Um, what's it about, Alice? And why did you pick it?
1: So Just My Luck <laughs> is about a young woman called Ashley, played by Lindsay Lohan, who just seems to be the luckiest girl in the world. She's doing really well at work. She's got a lovely apartment in Manhattan. She always wins on scratch cards. The rain stops when she steps outside. And this... it it does seem to be like a supernatural force, this luck. Um, She then meets a guy at a masquerade ball, a dude called Jake, played by Chris Pine, who's like the anti-Ashley, and is the unluckiest guy in the world. They share a kiss, and suddenly their fortunes have changed. Ashley suddenly becomes incredibly unlucky. She loses a job, gets arrested, her apartment gets flooded. She becomes incredibly clumsy. Everything she touches just turns to shit, basically. But Jake starts experiencing some really good luck. He gets the band he's been unsuccessfully managing, who happened to be McFly, signed, and then enjoys a really great start to their career. He gets a new place. Women start noticing him. It's like all his dreams have come true. And then when Ashley realizes what's happened and figures out that it was Jake who she kissed and therefore who she lost her luck to, she kisses him again to get it back. And it works, leaving him in the shit But then just before his big career defining moment, she kisses him again, everything turns out great, and they pretty much live happily ever after. And that's it in a nutshell. The reason I picked it was because it just sort of came to me one day. I think it's a film that I had only seen once. And I just remembered going into it having really low expectations, but then just finding it really fun and finding watching it quite an enjoyable experience then I had a little look at the critical reception to kind of determine if it was underrated and in some regards yes I do believe it is incredibly underrated which is why I picked it and I'm not sure if it's underseen because it's not one that I've ever brought up with anyone ever so it's not it's not what I'm like oh guys have you seen just my lot? this film with Lindsay Lohan oh my god it changed the landscape of cinema like it's not one of those is it (laughs) um so yeah, I went into this thinking, this is underrated. So what about you? Had you seen this one? Had you heard of it?
0: I uh, hadn't seen it. Had, had heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I knew about it was like, that it was about some sort of idea of luck. Mm-hmm. And I knew that Lindsay Lohan was in it. I knew that Chris Pine was in it. And I remember there being something about McFly. Mm-hmm. Because they did a they in a song. Or there was this big thing that this British band were going to go over to the states. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. So I went in. I won't lie, with pretty low expectations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you, what do you like about it?
1: So I did think it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I also did quite enjoy the concept. I think what Ashley's character or what they're trying to do with her is that she goes on a bit of this like humbling experience of having to feel what it's like actually to not be so lucky and for things to not always go, in your, go your way. Because she is a little bit of a dickhead, at the beginning, like she's almost quite entitled. And it's like, she knows she's lucky. She's happy to rub that in other people's faces. And she knows that that's why she's getting ahead. She, you know, it's not because of her talent. And it's not even really because of her ambition. It's like, she almost knows that she has this power and she keeps telling people how lucky she is. So then it's just quite a nice journey then to watch her kind of realise you know oh maybe other people do have different life experiences and maybe it isn't great that i'm always rubbing my luck in people's faces that sort of thing the the best thing about this film i do think is chris pine um, also, Phaze on Love actually as well. Who's in it? Who ooh, plays the ooh. the um, the record? He he owns the record company, the big doesn't boss, he? The who, big boss man. Size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays that character really well. Um, but yeah, Chris Pine for me was was kind of the standout. I thought he gave a really good and convincing performance. I feel like a lot of the time when you're dealing with films like this, where the characters are quite two dimensional, that it can be difficult to get something to to really get something out of the characters really and to try and get something out of the script but I just I totally believed him and and I thought he did a really good job and he had a really nice journey as well, because he was like this very humble guy at the beginning. And then at the end, he gets everything he ever wanted. And I really like that. I thought that it, it is just a really good, it's just a feel-good movie. Like it's not, it's not trying to do anything new, I don't think. It's not trying to be like too different or anything. It is just like this fun kind of rom-com, you know, based in Manhattan. We've got all that scenery that comes with that. Um I like how much Lindsay Lohan is doing, really. She's not, in my opinion, she isn't the greatest actor in the world, but she was doing an awful lot in this. Like, there's a lot of stunts. I don't know, you know, how many of the stunts she did herself, but, like, because it's all about bad luck and she's, you know, she's tripping over and she's falling over things and she's getting herself into these, like, really sort of dodgy situations. She's having to do a lot with that. She was soaking wet a lot of the time. Like, because when her luck changes, because one of the things about her good luck is that, you know, she'll step outside in a rainstorm and then suddenly the clouds break and the sun shines through. So then when she's unlucky, she's getting rained on a lot. She has an incident with a a washing machine where she pours too much, like, laundry detergent in and then there's bubbles everywhere. So she's soaking wet again. And I just felt like she had a lot to do. She falls onto that huge pile of, like, crap-looking stuff at the sort of art exhibition, doesn't she? (laughs) So I thought she was doing a lot. Um, yeah, on Love, like we've already said, I thought he was great. He plays this great sort of millionaire music mogul who you're just like desperate to impress. And Chris Pine's character, Jake, is just so desperate to impress him. And I think he did that really well. Um, if you like McFly... Then I think it's good for that. You get a few McFly songs they're, they're in there. They're certainly in it <laughs> quite in a lot. It, they're in it a lot. Their acting isn't great, but you know, we're not there for the acting, we're there for the music. So that had a really strong like nostalgia factor for me because when I was when I was a teenager, I chased boys that looked like McFly and the hairstyles and the fashion and, like, the chains hanging on their baggy jeans and all that. It was just kind of really reminiscent of that. And then, like, you look at them now, like, you look at the band members now, and they've really become, like, these strapping young men instead of, you know, just kind of, like, these little boys playing with their guitars sort of thing. Um, there were, It was quite extreme in terms of the comedy. Like, the scenarios were very extreme. Almost reminded me a little bit in that regard of uh, Just Friends, that we Mm. did uh, with Jermaine, because the comedy is extreme. The scenarios are extreme. Because you've got this kind of supernatural element of the luck, you can go a bit further with it. Like, you can push the boundaries. It's like, you know, half the stuff, obviously, that happens to Lindsay Lohan's character or Chris Pine's character when he's unlucky, it's stuff that just wouldn't happen like you wouldn't think it would happen in normal life but because it goes to the extreme because it touches on fantasy a little bit a little bit as well like freaky friday you know like this sort of position switch sort of thing and um, so it gave a chance for the comedy to be quite experimental quite slapstick some of it quite gross out but quite big And um, those were some of the main things that i took away from it what about you i i've got a feeling that you haven't got great things to say about this Josh <laughs> whatever made you, Go on. What,
0: whatever made you think
1: that i don't know some of your facial expressions
0: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah there was, there was some uh, i enjoyed some elements of it um quite i love i love the fact that you said at the sentence women start to notice chris pine yeah like it's like come on, like, the man's stunning. Like, and you're trying to make him look plain and like...
1: Well, yeah, and isn't he wearing, he's wearing like a beanie hat and glasses, yeah. isn't he? And it's a bit like in the sort of she's all that, yeah, you know, taking down. Covered, Ooh, get, yeah, covered, overalls. Take off those glasses, <laughs> pull down that ponytail, yeah. and now you're attractive yeah. by society standards. Yeah. Good
0: for you. Yeah, no, but you know, right, so there, there's some good stuff in there. So, on, like, it's go a good idea. So, it's a body swap comedy, except it's not bodies; it's look, right? Yeah. So, it's a good idea. I think the idea is told quite well. I think mm-hmm. it's put across quite well. I think it's quite fluffy and enjoyable. It is fluffy, quite, yeah. It's 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 feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's got some some nice moments in it. Um, some of the production design is very good. It's you know, it's always nice to see different sides of New York. But what I think this does really well is. The different, particularly in the, in the opening sort of half an hour, the, the differentiation between her life and Chris Pine's life, you know, everything she has is clean and crisp and expensive mm. and everything is white and, and you know, pristine, pristine. And, yeah. yeah. And everything in his life is shit. Like, yeah, you know, everything's gray and brown and, you know, it looks depressing, but it's all in the same sort of couple of blocks of New York. Um, mm-hmm. so I quite like that some of the supporting cast are very good uh, Fires mm-hmm. on Love um, mm-hmm. Missy Pyle I think is good in everything I don't think I've ever given, seen a gift so that's the that's her boss Ashley's boss oh she is so good she, isn't she's, she?
1: good, she's, she's, good,
0: she's, good, she's good, good in everything I've she's never got seen, such
1: an she's got like such an extreme stri- kind of way about appearance yeah yeah, yeah 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 like she could burn a hole in you with, yeah, so just she,
0: with her eyes she, so she's very good um, mm-hmm. it is you know I like McFly. I do like McFly as a band, yeah. so so they're quite good to see. Um, it's it's just a disposable, fluffy little sort of alright film. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, I'm not going to lie. I do have a couple of other things to say about it as yeah, well. Of course, um, but but we'll come on to that. About you, any anything else?
1: I did like Katie. You know, his little his little cousin. Yes. I think it is. He sort of lives across the way from her, and he's kind of almost like her guardian because she just lives. With um is it just her mum and she's like a single mum that's it's, how it comes across something anyway. like that
0: yeah it's, and it's she like she
1: that because she goes out to work and she's like oh Jake can you like keep an eye on Katie or whatever so it's like that you know they're sort of trying trying to kind of build his life a little bit more and make him a little bit more three dimensional um and it sort of helps construct as well because he doesn't like he doesn't have any friends mm. like he just knows Katie who's like his his best mate essentially mm. and then he hangs out with McFly who's obviously this band that he's like trying to get off the ground and that um so they do a good thing of because obviously Jake fancies Ashley. Like they have this kind of masquerade ball or whatever, and then they sort of part ways. They don't really know who they are, but then kind of they spot each other again, start getting to know each other again. And he, he does fancy her and he does come on to her. But I don't know if it's Chris or if it's the, the writing, but he manages to come across as keen without being creepy because obviously yeah, he's, true. he sees her in a storm and he's like oh you should like you should come back to my house basically and she's like oh you know no I'm, I'm a mess i need to go back or whatever and he's like no you can you know come in for a bit of hot chocolate or whatever and he just he's got a good way of making that quite casual and making it not sort of lechy and not like he's just trying to drag her into the back of his car and you know Take her home
0: to give her one. <laughs> to
1: give her one. <laughs> give her one. Some of that good loving.
0: For our American listeners, give her one is British for <laughs> sex. Um, <Jargon. laughs> boning, as you say <laughs> over there. Um, so, no. So, um, yeah, they do a good job of making him seem like a genuinely nice guy who's just down on yeah. his look. And if so. you look at when it's made, and we've talked about this before, again, on things like just Friends and 40 Days and 40 Nights... There's so many like male, sex-obsessed characters and and, and he mm. isn't that. And it's, I suppose that is quite nice to see. And when you think about it, they do do a really good job of, of making him seem like a genuine, nice guy. He's mm-hmm. likable, isn't he? Um, one thing else I did like, and I must I, I say, is, the, is a bit where she is unlucky. She's in the unlucky bit of the film and she's working at the bowling alley and she drops a light bulb and Danny from mm. McFly goes, Way! And I just yeah. thought, That they've asked to put that in. Like, that is so British. No American. I've never I mean I've never been to America, but don't get the impression if you like in this country, you smash a glass, you drop a plate, anything in a public space. Whee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. That was like they that's like I can see that being in the contract. Yeah, we'll be in a film. (laughs) we use the music. However, I do have one condition I want to go away when she drops a
1: light bulb. There was a couple. There was a couple of sort of like Britishy type moments like that. I know when he sees, I think when when it's Danny again actually, but when they see Lindsay Lohan's character for the first time, he goes like, "Oh, is that that bird from the bar?" Yeah, and like just a couple of things like that. Um, that you feel like maybe they probably did slip those in themselves, right? Because or or I don't know, but I do I do sort of love this kind of melding of kind of American and British culture together because when you hear the accents side by side. Like when you hear British accents, English accents in particular, in an American setting like that, it just makes me laugh so much. Yeah. Like it's one of one of my favorite things ever, is when American people do a fake British accent. Yeah, I, it just makes me laugh so much. Like um, Lily's character, Lily does it a lot in uh, How I Your Mother, and it just makes me laugh so much. I don't know why. It just gets yeah. me. Ke-
0: Keanu Reeves in Dracula. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although he's Canadian, so I suppose that's not... Funny
1: for different reasons.
0: I know, where the (laughs) bastard sleeps. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll move on then to talking about things that we we might change or that we didn't like. Um, Well, Alice, off, off, off you go. Ladies first.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, so you know Maggie, who is Ashley's friend and then becomes her roommate because she yep. has to move out of her own apartment. And she's written a song she, for McFly. She's written a song for McFly yeah. and she is the worst fake guitar player I think I've ever seen. Uh, There was one time, I think it might have been Justin Bieber, when he went on stage with a guitar and fake played a guitar, and this was worse than that. Like, it's when she's in the studio... It's so when she's in the studio playing a song to McFly for the first time. And I was just like, you've never touched a guitar before in your life, have you? And I was like, come on, McFly, show her how to do it. Like, they play their own instruments, they know. Um, so that annoyed me. <laughs> um, I, just can't, I can't things. believe that's
0: the top of the list. That's I can't, I can't list wait to see what's just, coming next then. It
1: just jarred me. Um, so there was just a few kind of inconsistencies, you know, in, in obviously wanting to... Ex- you know, emphasize how unlucky uh, Ashley was becoming when she was unlucky. There was a few inconsistencies in it. So she loses her job and then just Im- like immediately goes to work at this bowling alley because Jake has said, oh, you know, I can get you a job or whatever. Why isn't she applying for other jobs? Like she had a really quite high profile, a very good job where she was at this um like event events management or like a PR Yeah, She's like, agency, she's like a
0: PR, like PR, exec or something. Yeah. something
1: like that. So so why isn't she applying for other jobs? Like why isn't she applying for adjacent jobs or or you know jobs like that? Why is it that the first guy who comes along and says, hey, I can get you a job at my bowling alley, she's just like, yeah, go on then. She does say that her boss blacklists her. Ah, okay. Say, I'll, okay. I'll say this.
0: I'll say this for Lindsay Lohan's character. She she finds out her boss has blacklisted her, so she's just the logical thing. And gets a job in a bowling alley.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. I did. I did wonder about that. Okay, well, that's fair. But still, you know, just have a little look on Indeed, see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so McFly, God love them, can't act, and that that's quite jarring because they're, they're not a, they're not in it like loads, but a huge part of the film is about them and they're better musicians than they are actors. Um, mm. So that kind of throws you out a little bit. And then when they're having conversations with Chris Pine in particular, because he is a good actor and he does do a good job in this film, that that sort of, it just throws you out of the film a little bit. Um, So I was a bit annoyed that when Ashley realises that Jake is the one that she kissed, and therefore he is the one that now has a look, that she just goes to kiss him immediately. Like she's like, Oh my god! I need my luck back, and it's like, hang on a second. Like he's just been so nice to you for like half of this film, and she just dives headfirst right into do it. But then obviously she rectifies that at the end because she then kisses him back. So then he gets to have Mm. like the success, and he gets to have that successful opening band night. So that sort of came back around a bit. But I thought she was really quick to jump the gun because you kind of you're seeing this sort of character development, and then that sort of just pushes her back a little bit. The other thing as well is that obviously a huge part of her good luck is that she does a, she does scratch cards and they always win. So it's like why aren't you just doing that all the time? Yeah, like that would that would be your part-time job, right? You would just be scratching all the time. And if your luck is that good, why aren't you playing the lottery? Like yeah. I, I get if you want to keep working like totally get that that's fine you've got a nice job you know you're clearly sort of quite interested in your career but you know if it's if it's as magical and as powerful as they've made out which it is because you know it is the sun coming out when she's outside it is getting promotions it is taxi drivers just like falling at her feet wanting to take her on a ride so then it's like buy a few lottery tickets help a brother out you know what I mean like <laughs> donate the money do something <laughs> What about you, Josh? What would you change, or what didn't you find as so, convincing? Maybe
0: right. So from the top. <laughs> so for me, one of the biggest issues is that in this film, there is exposition where there doesn't need to be exposition, and no exposition where there needs to be exposition.
1: Okay, interesting. So, so Tell you me don't more. know
0: why is she lucky? Why is mm-hmm. he unlucky? There's no device. There mm-hmm. is a sort of thing about a fortune teller, but they're unlucky and lucky at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing about them being cursed or a, an object or something like that that makes them lucky. They just are, which is never explained. But then they proceed to batter you over the head with the word lucky about 50 <laughs> times through this film. They just keep saying it. You're so lucky, mm-hmm. this lucky, lucky, lucky. I thought I was listening yeah, to fucking yeah, yeah. Kylie Minogue. That's how it looked, <laughs> like, like, And and
1: was Oh my God, and that song wasn't even in the film. Yeah, and
0: and so... It's a bit all over the place in that sense. It's a little bit mm-hmm. all over the place in terms of its message because, like you say, she's a bit of a prick at the start. Is it meant mm-hmm. to be humbling? It's so... She's almost not enough of a prick for it to be humbling. She's not enough of a villain. Um, mm-hmm. so, so there's a bit of that. You know, just a bit of, like, stop saying... Stop telling me that she's lucky. and Show me why she's lucky. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. and,
0: and, and, and same with him. So I think it would be better if there was a reason... Why she is lucky and he is unlucky, whether that be,
1: yeah.
0: you know, something magical, an object, a curse, something to do with their parents or lineage, just something. It doesn't have to be because it's a sort of supernatural sort of film, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't have to be realistic. To so something like that, maybe to explain why they're lucky instead of just they are. Um
1: I totally agree. I hadn't really thought about it, yeah, but yeah.
0: There's a really good idea for a film in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like they didn't think it through. It's like they just got the people on board and made a little bit up as they went along. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, oh, but we've got Lindsay Lohan, yeah, we've so got, let's yeah. do it right now. And We've got McFly yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. and, and,
0: and, and it's like because the other thing is, is it's not I don't know if it's sure what it wants to be. It's not sure if it wants to be a Disney Channel, preteen or teenage comedy or an adult rom-com. And that's Mm -hmm. not just because Lindsay Lohan is famous for being a child actress who then became an adult uh, actor. Um, But it's it's stuck between a teen audience and like a 12A rom-com almost. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not Mm -hmm. adult, it's not pre-teen. And there's a lot of potential for it to be funny. And there's really missed opportunities in there for it to be funny. So there's the whole scene where, so she believes that one of the dancers at the masquerade ball took her look. So she goes and finds all of them and kisses them to see if it will swap her look back. And what you could have had there is a series of almost sketches of bad things happening to her. And instead, what they do is she just sort of kisses a load of guys and then does a scratch yeah. card.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah.
0: that's a real missed opportunity to have, whether it be slapstick, you know, has my look change, a car drives past and splashes her. That's just off the top of my head. That's not like something that I would have put in there. But you know what I mean? Instead, she's just... So it's just a sort of meh nothing montage where she just does scratch cards and kisses guys, right? And it's just a bit. I mean, I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity because Lindsay Lohan has really great comic timing. You see her in Mean Girls, Freaky
1: Friday, uh, yeah. Mean Parent Girls, Trap. Is brilliant as well.
0: She mm. can do a great comedy. Mean Girls is arguably one of the best comedies ever made. Like in my mm. eyes, I think it's quality. I think it's brilliant, and um. So she can do it, and we know Chris Pine has got the chops as well because he's been on mm-hmm. and done stuff as well. So I think there's a bit of a missed opportunity to make it funnier, but it's almost like they didn't want to make it funny because then they might lose that preteen audience. But then they couldn't get the adults in because it's because almost Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine are probably a little bit too young for you to be asked.
1: Maybe
0: mm-hmm. like, like you know if you think about what sort of rom com you might go and watch, you, you probably wouldn't go watch something now with like two twenty two year olds in it.
1: Uh, No, probably not, because you stop you stop being able to relate to them, don't you? Once you get past a certain point,
0: yeah. So you go and watch something with, you know, like I don't know, adults in it. Well, not adults; they are Mm. adults, but you know what I mean. You've got to be able to relate for for it to be funny. So it's like stuck between a halfway house. There, I think Um, it does take a little while to get to the actual point of the film as well. It's Mm. about I think it's about thirty five minutes before they swap their look. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, again, exposition where there doesn't need to be exposition of just yeah. lucky stuff happening to her and unlucky stuff happening to him. Both of which are quite different because the scale of the bad stuff that happens to her is nowhere near the scale that he like trips up and she gets <laughs> home and has got a criminal record and her flat has been demolished. Yeah, it's
1: flooded and yeah, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think there's a I think there's a good idea in there. I just think it could. Have, I think the script could have done with another look and a little bit of a sort of consideration of what's the point of this, yeah. What we're we trying to say and who we're we trying to aim it at, because mm-hmm. there is, you know, Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine are, are good in this. They've got chemistry. Um, so yeah, I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity, really.
1: Mm. I do. I do agree with a lot of what you're saying, and just what you were saying then about that sequence, where so obviously first of all she's just going around and snogging you know, random guys, guys who are sort of unaware, potentially men who mm. are, you know, in relationships, married, and she's just snogging them. And it's like, well, if the shoe was on the other foot, that wouldn't be cool. Um, but that sequence, what you were saying about kind of bringing more to that sequence, um you've seen Ace Ventura. Pet oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes. So in that, where he's trying to find the ring... He's trying to find the the. Is it like a the, signet ring? So, so it's, my, like the, it's
0: a championship winning Miami Dolphins ring. He's trying not that, to not, find not, the not, one. Not, not that I'm a fan of Ace Ventura.
1: Anything, but I only like <laughs> so he's try- I only like
0: high end comedies that win Oscars. Oh, but,
1: certainly. Yeah. <laughs> certainly. Um, so he's trying to find obviously the the one ring that has it that's missing, like that that stone, like a little orange stone, mm. isn't it? Because that's what he found at the scene of the crime. And you get a great sequence there where he's like trying to suss out who, right, who's got this ring? Who is the player who's like lost it? So like he chloroforms a guy. He gets one guy to punch him in the face. Like it's a different thing for every guy. And I suppose that where they've kind of put themselves in, back themselves into a corner with that is that it's the kiss, for some reason, that transfers the luck, isn't it? Mm. So it might be more interesting for her to watch these men go about their lives and see well how lucky are they like when if they call for a taxi does a taxi turn up immediately if it starts raining do they walk out and suddenly the sun appears and I definitely think you're right there with that and there was much more scope for creativity um I definitely think there should have been like a little a little prologue at the beginning. Mm. You know, like something happened when she was a, ch- a child or just something happened previously. You know, maybe she went went somewhere and, you know, had had this kind of good luck charm sort of placed on her. Maybe she's, you know, secretly a wizard. You know, so- something. Yeah, just
0: some of it, some of it. Why is she lucky instead of it? But there was she,
1: nothing. Yeah. Well, there was nothing at all, yeah. If
0: the point of the film is that she is lucky and he is not, well, why is that? Rather than just telling us that she's lucky for 35 minutes to an hour or whatever it is. And again... You know, it's it's just it, if it's a rom com, it's not funny enough.
1: Yeah,
0: there yeah. the, the, there needs to be more jokes in there, uh, or mm-hmm. it, but then maybe it is. Maybe it's not a rom com. Maybe it is that sort of preteen, sort of post Disney Channel. You know, maybe it is. Angus song's a perfect snogging, but then that's funny. <laughs> Angus Young's song is is a funny film.
1: There was some some of the maybe kind of reviews that I was seeing about this film that were like this is the perfect film for a mum to go and watch with her teenage daughter Yeah. so it's like you say it's kind of like they're trying to straddle these two things and straddle the two audiences similar to one we have done previously El, uh, The Road to El Dorado yep. which is trying to please both the adults and the children but kind of misses the mark on both a little bit and yeah. it just it just kind of leaves you wanting a bit more We'll move on to talking about the critical reception then. So I've had a look at this and this was one of the reasons why I picked it because I do believe it's underrated. But Josh, what would you, what do you think? Sort of what would you give it and what do you think it got? So
0: I think it's probably the sort of film that did quite well with audiences and not that well with critics. Mm-hmm. So I would say audiences are probably giving it like a six or a seven. And critics probably like, bit more harsh maybe like a four or five.
1: Oh wow i would yeah. probably
0: side more with the critics maybe like a four or five maybe like a five maybe like middle of the road um but i really don't know because it's hard to call sometimes but i do think mm-hmm. i struggle to see when you think about what critics look for seemingly in a comedy i don't think this is it so i don't think mm-hmm. it did that well critically
1: hmm Well, you're you're quite right in that regard. Um, so on IMDB at the time of recording, it got 5.4 out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, so the audience gave it 48%, and the critics gave it 14%. Ooh. One four. Very low. Is that is that lower than speed two? Uh, or was speed two six <laughs> percent and not sixteen? I don't I don't remember. Nah, I think speed I two was six percent, you know. So it did better speed two, so we got that. <laughs> um but yeah, not great from the critics. Not wow. great from the critics. 14, I, 14%. That, for me, that is harsh. I think 14% um, is harsh. Yeah, i i probably
0: agree with you. Look, I didn't I wouldn't be in a rush to watch it again. There's definitely mm. some problems with it but 14%, you know to su- to suggest that it's got like 86% prob though no, 86% of 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 it is not good or whatever bad, i suppose yeah you know, it's 86% bad it's 14% good i think that's harsh i think there's i think there's i think there's problems with it but i think there's stuff to like in there as well it's pretty fluffy it's pretty enjoyable i think that just probably demonstrates again that it's it's not for i think it's not for the critics but i think if they got their ducks in a row and aimed it at, at an audience properly, probably a sort of more preteen audience. It would be high, more highly rated by the audience. I mean,
1: I think this film is for McFly, isn't it? Yes, yeah. for them. It, it's their stage. For American audiences, yeah, and it almost feels like it's that before anything else, yeah. But I do think it's underrated. I do think the critic score is quite harsh. I think the IMDb score is probably about right. Like what was 5. the IMDb 4, again? yeah. 5. So yeah, 4. about
0: that. I'd I'd agree with that. And and the Rotten Tomatoes score wasn't like massively less than that, was it? It was like forty five or something.
1: For, forty eight. Forty eight. So yeah. so
0: you know, if you even that out at like a five ish for the <laughs> audience that's considerably higher than the critics.
1: Yes, and I think, yes, still, yeah. I think the
0: audience score would have been even higher if they'd have just figured out which bloody audience they wanted it to be yeah. for.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think a few more polished jokes, maybe just a different writer, maybe, like, it. it almost felt like that there was no... Comedy writers on there, mm. like obviously one of the huge reasons um, Mean Girls is so successful is because of Tina Fey, exactly, right? Exactly, because she's she's funny yeah. and she knows how to write funny. Whereas obviously whoever was kind of in the charge for the bulk of the comedy of this, it was kind of more gags over actual funny things. Wasn't yeah, it?
0: and it's and it almost wasn't when unlucky stuff was happening to her. It wasn't really almost it almost wasn't like sort of played for laughs. In, in, yeah, like in, her whole
1: apartment got destroyed. She got punched yeah. in prison
0: and stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah, nothing funny happened to her, really. No. No. Well, there we go.
1: There we go. Another one for the underrated pile. I would surprising. say. Surprising. In terms of the yeah. quite, yeah. quite
0: surprising, but you've got to say fourteen percent is massively harsh. Mm. So. I'm
1: glad I, I'm, I am glad I watched it again as well because I don't think I would have otherwise, and it was just interesting to go back. Yeah. Go back and sort of watch it in this kind of more critical way but no bit of fluff you can see see some of the kind of fun of it mm. but on the whole maybe wouldn't recommend it to people <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you should just my look at another film oh very
1: good <laughs> he's on form ladies and gentlemen uh. <laughs> So there we go. Just my luck. Another one for the ever growing underrated pile. Surprisingly so Josh, underrated pile. Surprisingly. Is that a thing? Surprisingly. Yes. I don't. Yeah. I think you had very low expectations going in, but, you know, we found some good in it in the end. We did. So what are we going to be watching for next week, Josh?
0: Next week, we are going to be watching One Hour Photo.
1: Okay. Okay. Photo. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So cool. uh, look forward to it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, please do join us next week when we're going to be talking about one hour photo. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to, you know, let us know what you think is underrated or what oh, you. Oh, th-
1: tell and te- tell us what you think of Just My Luck. Tell please, us what you think of you've Just seen My it, Luck. Let us, tell, us know. Yeah,
0: get, get, give us a bell. Uh, films that pod <laughs> at gmail.com. Um We're on all the social medias: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's uh, you know at films underscore that. Jack, you know, just films in that pod. You know, just search for just films and that, and you will find us. Um, if you're on your phone at the moment, you've got an iPhone, we would very much appreciate it. You could navigate your way over to the old iTunes store and give us a little review or rating because it helps other people find us. And click subscribe as well. So then that way the episodes will appear in your feed. Um, and that's everything for this week. Join us next week for One Hour Photo. Alice, Oliver, thank you very much for joining me as
1: ever. Thank you, Josh. Pleasure as always.
0: And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio.
1: Bye.
0: Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance, or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?